We are the super nerdy sailor guardians who fight for love and justice. And this is Across the Mooniverse. To across the Mooniverse. This is episode seven, right? So we are seven talking now. about episode seven. We're talking about episode seven. There this, is uh, this, for us. This is S one E eight. Well, no, as you said in episode one, oh, it's, uh, it's seven because the first one was episode zero. Way to make the mistake that yeah, I made. Well, it's math. You know numbers. Math, you are pretty. Numbers are hard for you. Well, at any rate, that was a rough start, but listen <laughs> up. Happy Moon Day. Happy Moon Day. Right. Uh, today we're talking about Usagi learns her lesson. Becoming a star is hard work. Hard. <laughs> and um, al- alternately, the title is Jadeite Stars to Japan's Got Talent. <laughs> There'll be more on that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this, this actually, this, is uh, to to get a little because I'm sure you watched the preview for next week's episode. I did. This is our last solo episode. So you say. So I say. It's our last uh, solo episode. I noticed She's, in the opening there's three girls. Oh, weird. Yeah, they're not silhouettes anymore. They could be. Are they doppelgangers? Are they yeah. interdimensional it's, time travelers? It's Sailor Moon. Sailor Lunar and Sailor. Uh, uh, I, 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 I. Lunatic. <laughs> I couldn't think of another. Good job. I couldn't yeah. think of another. Lunar. Yeah, you just got the Roman and then the Roman. Good job. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> Shut up. All right. Um, so, yeah. so, should we. Celine. Celine would have been one. Celine was a. That was a good one. Sabrina? No. Um. Serena? <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, what we don't we there's no juice and toast in this episode. Uh, no, nope. there isn't. No, 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 no. I did want to. Uh, you jumped ahead. Old business. Oh, sorry. Any old business? old business? Uh, well, there is some old business. Uh, just old business. Um, the genius that is me that uh, used <laughs> uh, permanent marker uh, while scribbling <laughs> while doing last week's episode, um, and made it so he couldn't read his notes on the back of that page got nowhere trying to decipher his cryptic scribblings <laughs> and my lovely girlfriend uh so brave so she bravely attempted to make sense of my nonsense and it's it's just not possible it is perhaps possible that i reverted to a state where i was using the language of my people from my home planet <laughs> because there's no way to make sense of it it's not mm-hmm. it's not a simple substitution cipher yeah. it's just gibberish so, uh, so no luck on that. So, mm-hmm. as far as we know, moon tiara action equals glitter. Good for attack bats. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's, that's the closest. Um, but we did. If you go onto our Facebook page, um, Mike has posted a photo of said notes. And if you want to take your own chance at deciphering whatever the hell he was trying to say. Yeah, I have some other documents for you to look at if you can do that. <laughs> you can do that, then you can do anything. And that's one thing that we learned from Sailor Moon is you can do anything. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so any other old business? Sailor Moon wouldn't give up on that cryptogram. 
No, she wouldn't. Any other old business? I wanted to ask you, did you go to Japan? <laughs> I did go to Japan. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, Sailor Moon's English name is Serena. And oh, by the way, her teacher teaches English. <laughs> okay. And, All right. And, oh, now, oh by the way. This isn't, this isn't old business you. anymore. This is last week on. Last week on. Okay. Across the universe. No, no, no juice. No juice, no toast. No toast. Our family is basically, you know, they could be kidnapped at this point. We don't know. What do we open with, my friend? We open with Usagi running late for school. And she is, I'm sorry. She is just booking it as much as she can. And she sees a poster and she's like, oh, look, famous celebrity marketing five-hour energy for kids. Yeah. I mean, there, there, we, there we go. There's our, you know, there's our hot topic of the week, you know, the, the social ill that we must address. But let's back it up a little bit before yeah. that to Usagi's um, victim complex because she laments mm-hmm. that if she doesn't run to school, she'll be late. But if she runs to school, she'll be so worn out she won't be able to to, to study to study mm-hmm. and that and we know that she needs to study she's her grades yeah and that is a girl who has been put upon oh yeah not the more um realistic viewpoint of should have left for school on time i mean i mean blaming maybe. other things on your shortcomings what's I, that i'm gonna have to side with usagi here because i really like sleep yeah. in, in fact uh, okay. So I mean, so it's just excuse making. Okay. Yeah. All right. Basically. Very good. That's what we do. Now I also wanted. I'm sorry. I don't know. Here we go. What'd, what'd you note there? She says monsters of the week, or lessons on superficiality, because that seems to be that seems. <laughs> I'm not sure why she transformed. What is it? What is the force of evil that she is trying to defeat? Is the, it? The force of evil that is mall culture, like any any kind of like consumer driven capitalistic, you know, uh, just uh, sort of you know if you're gonna break it down into it ego and super ego, mm-hmm. you know, it's like anytime these these characters have mm-hmm. uh, are presented with an opportunity to uh, satisfy themselves, mm-hmm. they they are apparently their energy is then in peril. Well, because <laughs> the way that the that Jade uh, Mr. Master of Energy goes is he's always looking for what people expend their energy on, and you know what do people tend to expend their energy on? Pop culture, yes, and uh, buying stuff, buying stuff, and, and o- owning jewelry, owning jewelry, and, and cute pets, love, and love. Oh, love's a big one. Mm-hmm. People, and music, and so much energy put into love. Mm-hmm. Music twice now with well no that was kind of love, then music then. This talk radio I wouldn't consider music. No. Not even Delilah. But you know I'll probably bring it up again because I love bringing it up. Mm-hmm. What exactly is it that makes the energy of young girls so much better than the other energy you can get? Well, it's not just the energy of young girls because we see in this episode. I mean, uh, there's a policeman and um, a there's a clown. Tour manager, there's, there a a, there's a clown. 
There's a clown. There's, yeah. a, there's a, a young boy involved this time. <laughs> Granted, oh, okay. he is in drag. Mm. Oh, Umino. Oh, my goodness. So Speaking much of Umino, to say. So much to say. Uh, that's my next note is that he's being a creepy fanboy again because Usagi gets to school and she's just like, oh, I made it. And thanks, Naru, for hitting me in the head with your, with your bag so that I could make it to school on time because you were running late, too. Mm-hmm. And... Then, oh, Umino appears as if out of nowhere. Right. Ya boy. And he has the poster that Usagi was looking at of uh, Mikan um, selling people five-hour energy. And he's like, look, I bought this on the internet. I've got a bunch of them. I can sell them for you for cheap. I like how they have to explain what the internet is because Mm -hmm. it's a newer thing Mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah, because it's 92. Yeah, it's like, it's no, this, 90. it's 94, wasn't it really? I don't, I don't know. I'm, it's, wait, I actually Well, I think, I think, I think Japan got the internet before we did. This episode aired. Didn't they get it two years before us? Like the, like, yep. like episode, the Sega Saturn? This episode aired in 92. I was right. right. That's very early for the internet. I mean, at least where I was in Minnesota. Maybe we didn't get our... I heard you got some internet over here. What's that internet thing you're all talking about? World Wide Web. Okay, so that's what I had. I mean, and you know, here's the thing too, is it's like, listen, dude, we get it. You have got like the crazy, crazy crush (laughs) on on Asagi. But here's the thing is that you don't just... Go and proclaim that she's going to be the next star, right? Just he because just insults all the other girls. I know. He's like, um, he. The reason why you aren't stars is because the people who are looking actually can see, and they see that you ain't shit. Yeah, I mean, a player he is not. No, he his his affections are very single-minded, and that one lady is Miss Utsagi Sukino. That, right. What else? We're gonna we're gonna come we're gonna circle back to my little swirly eyed friend in a bit. Oh yeah, he he features prominently in this episode. Actually, he's very there's a lot of Umino. Um, but going on to the other uh, creeper in this uh-huh, episode, uh-huh. we see the famous Mikan, and she's signing autographs for people. And then we see who else but Mr. Creep himself, Jay Knight. Coming along, oh, trying to find his extra m- m- special plan <laughs> for getting energy. And what is his disguise, Mike? What is his disguise? Mm, whatever it was, it's so good that if it wasn't for the strange lighting and the, the music changes a little bit, I wouldn't know it was Jada because he is a master of disguise. It's Jada in a trench coat, Mike. He's wearing a trench coat. But he's that good. No, but he... He, he needs a special he's lighting. that creepy because trench coats are creepy as fuck Mm -hmm. like you don't you can't just unless you're especially if you're a talent scout if you're you're hey you want to be in pictures (laughs) you're either a detective or you're a creeper you're a flasher yeah no Mm -hmm. yeah okay well we've we've determined that sometimes things are not what they seem to be no I seem to what they seem to be. I read on uh, this is an aside on mm-hmm. the uh, the Sailor Moon trivia that, and I'm not, I don't read it regularly, and I'm not going to bring it up too much because it's me jumping ahead. Yes, but yes. the voice actress for Luna mm-hmm. 
also did the voice for Queen Barrel. Yeah, I did. But I didn't saw get. Too. Oh, you saw the same thing. Then yeah. didn't get the credit. Didn't get the screen credit until later. So much later in the in the season. Yeah, yeah. I hope she got paid for that. Um, sure she did. Yeah. Japan is pretty good to their voice actors. So, uh, my next note is, you know, Usagi and Naru are like, we're gonna be stars, baby, and this is even before Jadeite's scheme has been. Yeah, they're all, they're like, already are starstruck. Yeah. yeah, they're like, we're going to do it. And so they decide they're going to be a musical act, and so they turn on their radio. What's on the radio? <laughs> and their singing is atrocious. I mean, right. yes. So they, okay, they... Uh, Prior to the prior to the this, I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up just a little uh-huh. bit. When they're hatching the plots mm-hmm. to become stars, mm-hmm. right? Um, when uh, Naru, when Naru yeah. suggests or basically the, doesn't suggest, but lays out an said, entire plan to the be. The way you said Naru there, it was. If you say Naru, you're talking about the one of the three goddesses from Sailor Moon, or not Sailor Moon, God, that's what we're talking about. One of the three goddesses from Legend of Zelda, Naru. Naru. I think I wasn't doing that, but I was just saying it wrong. It pissed me off. Uh-huh. Did it work? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Okay, now this is important. This is, everybody, mm-hmm. th- this, is, this is it. This is what you've been waiting for. This is the insight that's going to blow the lid off of this mother. And that's that. Sailor Moon does a jaunty little jig when she finds out that they're going to be a musical act. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of, and boy, this movie's in black and white, so a lot of you can just stop listening because there's no <laughs> chance you'll ever watch it. It's called The Treasure of the Sierra, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a cautionary tale about greed. Mm-hmm. But at one point, an old gold prospector does exactly the same dance that Sailor Moon does. And and he he's, and he keeps repeating, "You're dumber than dumb. You're dumber than the dumbest dummies I've ever seen." While he's doing his crazy hillbilly, <laughs> so you know, just be glad that someone like me could see that they were obviously paying an homage to Treasure uh-huh. of the Sierra Madre. Well, that's so good. well done. They love. I mean, doesn't the creators of Sailor the Moon don't they love old Hollywood? Isn't that oh, obvious? Of All right, carry on. Um, what I love is they're practicing their song, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, la, 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 la. And then Shingo, little bro bro, comes in. And he's like, uh, could you guys please stop? You're awful. <laughs> and they're like, fuck you, Shingo. <laughs> and then the subtitles say, tell, tell us that Shingo's saying, yeah, whatever. What Shingo actually says is, sayonara, which... I'm pretty sure you don't need to have studied J- Japanese in order to know what the fuck sayonara means. I wrote this down as well, except yeah. I don't know what the fuck. It just means goodbye, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was excited because, and this is proof positive, it's, I wrote the word sayonara down. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have heard that word mm-hmm. in the dub version. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did it again. I watched the subs. I'm so proud of you. I know. It makes a difference. It really does. I'm, it's, you know, my transformation on this show is going to be really amazing. Where well, I, I learn things about myself. and My little mic's grown up. Yeah. I will read the <laughs> subtitles, even though it's more work. It's not really, though. Um, so shortly after that, they start performing again. Mm-hmm. And we learn 
what we've always known is that our precious little Usagi is clumsy as fuck. A bit of a klutz. He's a bit of a klutz. And she's like smacking that in the face and stepping on her foot and just Just a couple of divas. Yeah, and then Nara's like, listen, if you can't take this seriously, uh, I'm leaving. And Usagi's like, well, yeah, GTFO. You can't see what Mike's doing, but he's doing... Is that from... No, that's the red lightning bolts that come out of their heads oh, the red when, lightning when they declare the rivalry. Yeah. Now, is that standard operating procedure? That's standard operating procedure. Or is that what I am now going to call smell lines? And what the smell lines are, are because I'm sure there's an actual word mm-hmm. for it, but it's, it's a visual representation of a, a, something you can't sense visually. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for instance, smell. Like if you were to draw a little picture of poop, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know it was poop necessarily unless you had lines coming up from the, which could also mean heat, but still coming from poop. It could be smell or what do you think it is when you draw poop and you do lines above it? Is that hot poop it's, or is it smelly I mean, poop? I think it's a little of both, honestly. Right. And then you have to do the little really rudimentary little fly that's flying around as well. Oh, see, that's it. That sells it. So now, do you know the term for that particular? Um, I have no idea. Because I mean, it's used in it's used in cartoons everywhere. I mean, yeah. it's used universally. So okay, so we don't know that. Maybe maybe that's everyone's homework assignment. Is what is that called when they when, called? when they visual representation or just smell lines is easier. Smell lines. I mean, that's for sure. I, now this is a non sequitur because mm-hmm. no, normally we, we go through the episode in order because. That's how I take my notes. And yeah. uh, okay, so you know the the bumper in the beginning, mm-hmm. which they've probably been running all week mm-hmm. in the in, initial airing of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I assume I don't. You know, it's a guess, but it says something about that. This is a, it's like Cinderella, mm-hmm. you know, for, for fake glass slippers or whatever, yeah. and you know, because young girls who are full of young girl energy, mm-hmm. um, you know, they have dreams of becoming a star. It's not like Cinderella at all. No. Cinderella, no. There's, there's, no, there's I mean, even at the most basic, Cinderella didn't go to the ball for fame. No. What was it she was after? Love. Love. Or huge, she just wanted to go to a fucking ball. Huge difference. Really, honestly. Huge difference between wanting to be in uh, an act with someone in drag, a young boy in drag, or... You know, just wanting love, just wanting... I mean, after getting the beat down from that step monster, you know, she just wanted love. It's true. These are two different stories. That's very true. So, I like that we have, shortly after the falling out, we have Usagi's family, um, and they're watching a a variety show. Variety show from the 50s. Which, variety shows, actually, variety shows are extremely common in Japan. You do a lot of stuff. Um, they, they have a lot of really funny game shows. They have uh, one that was called, I don't know if it's still on, but it's called like One Versus a Thousand or One Versus a Hundred. And so it'd just be like, they'd have like a mob of people and one person just had no idea they were being filmed or anything and they were just walking down the street and then they, all of a sudden this mob of like a hundred people would come running down the street and the whole thing was to film this person's reaction to... Oh my God! There's a mob of 100 people running at me. So it's almost like—I mean, besides the, the continuity of the word "mob," it's almost mm-hmm. like flash mob, where you where you yeah. f- basically find 
a victim, mm-hmm. hopefully that doesn't have a heart condition, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you prank them yep. in in large numbers. Yep. And then they also have uh, they had this one show where you're in a library and you keep having all of these different Noises. tests. Oh. These different tests where you have to like eat really spicy things or like put clothespins on your face or like things that would make you make noise. Can you bring food into the library? In this game show you okay. can. So um and the whole thing is you've gotta stay quiet the moment you make noise you're out. So there's a brief, pretty interesting variety shows, pretty interesting game shows in Japan. Uh, okay, so, so not unusual for them to be watching a variety show. That, 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 that we when we come into that scene, it's mm-hmm. a monkey. I believe it's a monkey, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's a guy telling the monkey to. Well, the test audiences told the writers that monkeys sell. Mm-hmm. So, and and this guy is basically making the monkey do cute, adorable things. And Kenji Papa, um, Usagi's dad, is like, ho, 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 this is hilarious. Luna, you should try that. And Usagi's like, Papa, you're a genius. I'm going to resort to animal labor, circus style. Come on, Luna. Luna was not the least bit interested in, no. in being treated like a monkey. She was like, I hate this. Like, here's the thing, like, and maybe this is me reading into it, but the dad, right? Mm-hmm. Is is the dad really have a secret life that's that's that where he enjoys any of it? Because there's no way this guy is enjoying his life playing this dad role. You can tell he has fantasies, he has dreams that that he had to give up because he he had children too early, too young. And no. yeah, am I? You sense that from him? No, Kenji Papa loves his family. He loves his family. He loves his wife. Purple hair. Think he has Kuko a Mama. secret, like a Walter Mitty thing. Mm. You sure? No. I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure of this. I think I read it. I think I read it somewhere. We'll table that. We'll, I'm sure something else will happen where I'm quite certain this man, this man's every waking moment is that of crushed dreams. So. No. So after Usagi forces uh, Luna into slave labor, basically. Can't even talk about that. So it's pitiful but then what happens next uh it's your boy mm-hmm. umino and he's very respectful when he comes over to Nao's house he's like hello i'm here your daughter invited me my name is gurio umino he gives his full name and then i don't know where naru pops open the door and she's like oh my god please don't let everyone know you're here come on come on come on come, on, come, on. come in here <laughs> shut up <laughs> yeah get in here and what's the next thing we see swirly eyes and drag Umino and drag. Okay, now let's I'm roll it back. Roll it back. A, a minute or two. Mm-hmm. The the sequence with the pop star. Mm-hmm. What is this sequence an homage to? In the in the beginning. Oh, then are you talking about the shower? Thing? Shower, yeah. That doesn't happen until after. Are you sure? Yeah, because I have I took my notes right. while watching. Okay, the well show. then then fast forward a, a minute okay. and, and five seconds. Well, but real quick, I have something slightly before that. Okay. Is, is that Naru knows how to manipulate. She knows perfectly how to manipulate Umino to get what she wants. Because she's just like, he's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And she's like, well, you know, you need to be more sociable. And, you know, Usagi said 
that she wanted you to be more sociable and he's like oh my god okay i'll do anything for Usagi. i love her so much and that, i mean that is a stereotypical operator just she'll use anything and anybody to get what she needs and here's the thing is our girl my main squeeze she is pure of heart she she is she's a she's a victim of circumstance mm-hmm. or she's klutzing around mm-hmm. or she bumps into something while she's scared like a mm-hmm. scooby-doo incident mm-hmm. you know she's but she's pure of heart these maybe she needs to get some better friends but I, at that age it's you don't have a lot of choice yeah. you're kind of stuck with who you have just saying some future advice down the road I feel, bad. I, I feel bad for him you know i'm just like you know he's weird he's the awkward kid but he doesn't deserve to be manipulated like that. He loves being manipulated. That's what he's all about. That's his kink. It's his thing. I, and he I'm would he, nothing would make him happier than than if Sailor Moon tried to yank his chain and and manipulate him and get him to do things for her sh- without getting know. anything in return. The problem is Sailor Moon. It's just not even. The notion wouldn't occur to her. No, she's so sweet. Oh, the pureness. Ah, I shouldn't yuck his yum. I'm wow. sorry. Um, I want to talk. So, so it's an homage to to Psycho right. to get to your your question. The original, not the not Bates Motel on the cable TV. Oh yeah, I've never. I, I and I like both of those people, but I just not. I've me. never watched either. You ever seen the movie? I've never seen the movie. <laughs> It's not his best. It's not Hitchcock. I mean, it's but it's guy has, of course, probably the most recognizable oh, scene. Like if anybody is knows Alfred Hitchcock, it's probably mm-hmm. that or The Birds, which is a documentary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but this is what I wanted to say about like this dude, right? This this little shit biscuit is bothering me every episode, mm-hmm. and and more and more so, finding him intolerably annoying. And this doesn't help. This doesn't help because this is my question. Why is he suddenly animated? Like, why is... What's... The, uh, Umino? Yeah, why is he, like... Is it... Is it part of a, a Japanese gay agenda? Like, like, look, he's much happier as as a... No, he... I, it's, once again, I think it's just... Umino is just weird. That was he, my other... That was actually my other thought. He, was he would do anything for Usagi and being told, Oh, well, Usagi... Wants you to be more sociable, and this will help you out. And he's just like, "All right, I'm gonna." And then what is what does Naru say in her head? She's like, "People love this Beauty and the Beast shit." So Naru is doing it solely as an insult to him, you know. Absolutely, and um, and you know, expect more of that from her is all I have to say. Because once they do that, they don't know any other way of getting their needs met. But I, the thing is, is that I I don't buy it because if you're trying to impress a girl mm-hmm. and you're a guy. Dressing as a girl isn't your go-to, um, unless things are different in Japan in the I '90s. A little, little more fluid. I don't know. All right. Okay. Not Let, really. All right. Let's let's talk about the wardrobe because I'm doing fashion police again for this week's episode. The wardrobe of the Usagi. Monster? Usagi. Or Usagi. Okay. You got something before that? That's no. when we come back from commercial. My well, I have. Um. Here's my targeting oh, pop stars in the shower. Okay, okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm gonna now back myself up. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. She's in there. She gets psychoed, mm-hmm. but instead of getting stabbed, she gets green iced. Mm-hmm. Right? Here's here's this is what's new. If you guys have been paying attention, 
it's an attack by a monster. Yeah. Not yeah. not an entity that is made to look human and then becomes a monster. Mm-hmm. It's just straight up. It's just monsters being monsters. Well, I mean, if you think back to the very first episode, that kind of happens as well. It's a random attack. Yeah, because that's how the monster infiltrated the jewelry store. She randomly attacked Naru's mom. And then assumed Naru's mom's identity. Oh, it's true. So it, it but, is something we've seen before, but not mm, in recent. I guess. I guess. I. You know. I didn't think of that, but that is true. At, at any rate, it's this whole this whole episode breaks from form. Yeah. yeah and and then we have some some old favorites returning mm-hmm. to, at, at the end. But it's, it was it was a little jarring to me because here's here's my friend the pop star who used to go to my school by the way. Not much pressure on us kids, you know, a few years younger than her. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no deception. You know what I mean? There's there's no escalating conflict that causes them to monster out. Mm-hmm. There's, it's just monsters being monsters, you know. And I, I gotta say, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Mon- monsters, monsters be like we monsters. Yeah. Ah, real monsters. Good show. Um. Okay. So. Okay. Right. And then. The, what the fuck? I keep jumping on what you're saying. Stop <laughs> it! Let me talk. Um. So then we are. We finally, after the monster steals. Um, the identity of Mikan. We see Jada's master plan: more mind control. <laughs> He's real into that. Mm-hmm. And what's Jada's disguise this time? A different colored suit and some glasses. Wouldn't recognize him. Thankfully, he didn't give himself a name because I'm a little worried about what it would be. Jadeite Joe wasn't bad enough. Yeah, well, and then he just told him, told everybody that his name is Jadeite. Like he's the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hide in plain sight. It's 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 bold when you're yeah. that obvious. And then, uh, you know, everyone's like, I I think the all all these little school kids are getting their brainwashed, and they're just like, oh yeah, I want to be a star. Yeah, that sounds great. And this police officer comes over, this Kesatsugan, as you say in Japanese. He comes over and he's like the hell aren't you kids in school which very logical why aren't these middle school kids in school that's that's very fair mr police officer and then the manager comes over and he's like mikan why did you cancel all of your appointments that's bad form on you we're gonna get like tabloid news it's gonna be awful and then who gets brainwashed they get brainwashed Uh, and they start doing handstands yep yep they uh Mm -hmm. even i mean that tells you that the, the, he's getting better. Mm-hmm. I mean, the attacks are getting stronger. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's learning a little bit. He's, he hasn't learned how to hide very well or no. disguise his identity, but he'll get there. And uh, you know, good for him. But he's really obsessed, or maybe it is I who am obsessed with the energy of young girls. I mean, ah, uh, that's a little creepy. Sugar energy. That's all I'm going to say. Sugar energy. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then we have Usagi going, all right, Luna, we got to go home and practice. And then Luna lays some truth mm-hmm. down on this 14-year-old girl. She's like, bitch, you don't have time to be a star. You don't have time to do this and that the other. Your life is set. You're a fucking pretty suited sailor soldier of justice, love and justice. 
You're going to have to yeah. get all of that stuff out of your mind. And as any 14-year-old g- girl would, Usagi says, I hate you, Luna, and cries and runs away. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like it doesn't matter how old or mature you get, mm-hmm. that if you're not ready to hear a truth, you're going to yell, I hate you, Luna, yeah. and, and cry and run away. But what, he, what she does say is, and I quote, you don't understand the innocent dreams of young girls. Again, young girls. Mm-hmm. But this is a show about a young girl. This is a show about and a young was, girl. Was it not, was it its target audience not, it was it girls or was it? It was young girls. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we don't understand what it's like. Why am I watching the cartoon? Isagi? What do you think is the reason I'm continue to watch the story of this klutzy, emotional crybaby? To learn about yourself. To learn about fourteen-year-old girls. I mean, I I don't know what what the what was what was it like for you girls at fourteen? I don't know. I'm trying to think of what would, I well at fourteen I had just moved here to Washington, so I had Washington had, State or, Washington, or, or, or the Washington capital. State. Washington State. I moved here from the Midwest, so I literally knew no one. I was. Starting high school, which is the worst time to not know anybody, and I was going through a weird, like, I'm trying to be more hardcore than I am, but I'm not actually really hardcore, and I don't really know who I am, and I'm just kind of adopting the personas of my friends around me. That was shortly after my um very very short lived goth phase. Yeah. Um, and I'm just you know I was very lost and hopeless and I didn't really know what I was doing and it sounds like you could have used a tuxedo I, mask in your I life I could have used a tuxedo mask in my life but I didn't have one oh alright Tim uh, speaking of tuxedo mask alright so when we come back from commercial Usagi's <laughs> Usagi's wardrobe mm-hmm. I just have two words peppermint patty <laughs> was that an homage? There's a lot of homages in this. We got we got Charles Schultz, we got Alfred Hitchcock, just the grandmasters. I just you know, I love Charles Schultz and I love the Peanuts comic, which I think is very ironic because I'm deathly allergic to peanuts. So this is beautiful. I, I just it's a good comic. I don't think that the title refers to the nut, but we'll see. No, but I just I love the irony of I gotcha. it. So is this is this when she's wearing her peppermint patty outfit, is this where Luna's laying the truth down on her? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, yes, yeah, yeah the, that's where they have their their squabble yeah. there. And then, um, okay, I'll, I'll bite. Then who shows up? But wait a minute, mysterious. No shots scary. fired. She didn't throw no. something at him. She didn't no. he just, barf on him. She's actually being pretty nice. I know that yeah. that is what is the most upsetting about this. Cause she, because she's like running away. She's crying. No, and he's just like, hey. Uh, how old is he? How I, I refuse to tell you. You know I refuse to tell you. How old is he? She's 14. I refuse to tell you. You will find out. He is older than her. There's laws. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but he's actually being nice to her. See, I'm just going to gloss over what you said. Mysterious uh, strangers actually being nice. He's like, yeah, but oh, it, does end, it does end with the look, he, the gaze. Yeah, he... What I have written here is he's actually being nice, sort of, because he's just like, oh, you're not going to do that talent competition, are you? You're probably going to tell jokes or something, and she's like, fuck you. 
Actually, he does. He, he does kind of. He does yeah. kind of prick out. But then, yeah. most importantly, for those of you in the law enforcement community, that look that he gives her as she walks away is really, really creeper. And there's <laughs> another character who throws her that look, but it's harder to see because his eyes are obscured a little bit. I don't bit. know what you're talking about. I can't put it together quite yet, but for some reason, I get a blurry image of a same pervy gaze coming. From someone who has obscured vision. I don't, I mean, obviously it's Jada because he's wearing glasses and he doesn't need them. So obviously his vision is blurred because he's wearing Then that's how denial works, right there, right there. That's how it works, right there. (laughs) So then we go into um, them practicing in school. Like they've said... If I'm I'm glossing over all of what you're saying. It's like it's like what I imagine Juilliard's like in a bad day. <laughs> when Every... we go into school and it's just like like Usagi's like, Okay, I'm late, but it's time to learn and everyone's like learning is for chumps. Yeah, and you know, Brad Pitt was big on having streamers thrown at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and getting hit in the face. When I met Brad Pitt, I didn't throw anything at him at all. That's good. Yeah. He probably wouldn't have liked that. He held the door for me. Um, cool. Cool. Um, and Umino singing in falsetto is hilarious. Um, all right. I'm just trying to erase it. It won't erase. So <laughs> this fame fever that these kids have, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, heavens to Betsy, it's... It is school hours, and you are carrying on like Danny Bonaduce. You're like you're a child star. Yeah. And here's the question I have: Where the fuck is Miss Haruna? Where's Where's Haruda? She obviously took a job as someone's personal assistant, and she's out <laughs> getting a diet coke. And she, and she was like, no, actually, she's she's probably out on a date. She's <laughs> so love love lorn. She's getting she's getting some sloppy seconds from some other monster encounter. She's like, oh. That's so sad. <laughs> um, so here's the thing: the fame fever, right? That's mm-hmm. got them. I mean, they're, they're. <clears throat> I believe at one point, either Luna or Sailor Moon says, "Isn't this strange?" Yeah. They they're recognizing something isn't quite right, and that's yeah. why they make such a great team. Yeah, it's true. Is they back up each other's bullshit? Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, like oh, my friends shouldn't be acting like this. Yeah. Especially not Naru, especially not Umino. Umino's all about studying, and he's shirking his schoolwork. What? I mean, you, you That's don't, not right. Like, like it seems like if you if you look at a, a, a kind of the village concept of society, right? Mm-hmm. Like each village can kind of support one starstruck ne'er do well. You know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but then you, when you real life move to Hollywood you realize that what's being portrayed at this moment with all these people who are supposed to be doing something else, mm-hmm. but think they are so much a gift to humanity with their talent that they can act as if the rules don't apply to them. Mm-hmm. That's called Los Feliz. It's, it's a little neighborhood right off of Hollywood. That's good to know. Uh, yeah, no, and no. Show, showbiz, everyone, I think everyone at some point is like, yeah, I'm just going to be famous and not have to work for anything. But most people have that reality check pretty quickly and they're like, oh, wait, that doesn't work like that. No, and then so once much. you have fame, it's even harder work to keep it. Yeah. 
Uh, it's, it's rough. We live for the fame, fame, so, baby, the fame, fame. Isn't it a shame, shame, when baby, the shame, shame. They transform. When mm-hmm. They get stink lines before they turn mm-hmm. in, right before they turn into zombies. What, it, what well, is the smell? What do you smell like before you turn into a fame zombie? Okay, but first, okay. I'd like to point out, because at this point, they're on stage, right? Yes. Okay, so first, you remember back in... The gym episode. Okay. We met some of Usagi's friends. Yes. Yes. One of them actually gets a name in this episode. The girl with the long hair. She gets a name. It's Umiko. I believe you. Yeah. And she gets a name and everyone's like... What's her talent? She's the one who tells jokes. Oh. Didn't stand out for me. She's the one that tells the jokes about, about bread and underwear. She's the one who, who makes the horrible joke about the bald eagle. Mm-hmm. That's that's not nice. No. Is it talking about plucking the feathers out of a national treasure? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is Japan. It's not really a national treasure. It is. Uh, now we're playing the game where we pretend like they're not trying to insult us or hurt our Americanness. Yes, because that's exactly what they're not trying to do. Game on. And then, uh, evil Mikan says listen to the audience out there and who is in the audience ah people in motion capture suits (laughs) you said mocap people i said alien shadow people (laughs) there you go i've seen alien shadow people they don't like anything like that (laughs) and before we um before we get to their sync lines oh actually no right right after we get to their sync lines but they're what would you smell like if you were a fame zombie, a fame zombie, you're about to transform into a fame zombie. Is it sulfur? Like a hint not, of sulfur in no, the air? Any, yeah, maybe some sulfur because obviously you're selling your soul, and some sweat because yeah. these people have been working nonstop. And, and I heard that I heard zombies have some foot odors. There's some rot, some trench I, rot. I mean. Yeah, and then I imagine there would also be just like really surprisingly like this weird fresh floral scent. Yes. And you'd just be like, "What Ooh. the fuck?" Maybe maybe a little too sweet. Yeah, and you're just like, "What the? Yeah. That doesn't fit with anything else that I've so, known." Next time you get that combination of smells hitting you all at once, be on the lookout for fame zombies. Yeah. You don't you don't want that to happen. No. But uh, okay. oh, and then, then what, where do you catch you? Our most famous recurring scene, Jadeite, master of standing in a room by himself collecting energy. Uh-huh. And what did he say? Hmm, this is great energy, and it'll go great to our master. Ha 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 ha. I'm such a genius. That's his flip-off, too. That's when he flips yeah. us off if it's for that one. Yeah. And uh, it's unclear. Does the energy ever make it to the master? I, I imagine or do you... some of it has to make it. Wouldn't you ship some of it off right away, just in case? I think so, because he. I think at this point he's just like, my plans do not end well. So I'm. Because I'm gonna... worried about the master not getting his energy. Yeah, I mean, he's he got a well, lot invested then, in. But you you have those disguises. Some instances, like in the gym episode where they're using the pods. I mean, I imagine that you get you go into the the spinal tap pod. Mm-hmm. And you get your energy sucked out, and then that immediately goes to the master. Straight to the master. Yeah, and so because Beryl does, so. Beryl does comment at one point that you know he has been 
doing all right with collecting energy, but they need more. Well, I mean, that could be where Jadeite's obsession with the energy of young human girls comes from. This, their sugar energy mm-hmm. is that he's he's tasty. He's gotten a little taste of, of mm-hmm. what's out there, and he's like, "This this is the energy I need." This is worth that, baby. Yeah. Um, so then Usagi, um, and at this point, no, she's not transformed yet, but Usagi comes in and she's like, what the hell is going on here? And then we get some like creepy, like spooky shit from Mikan and she goes all spooky and head twisty. Mm -hmm. And she's like, ah, shit, you found out my secret. Yeah. And then there's green ice. Mm-hmm. Well, and, but Usagi is understandably terrified. Yeah. Of she's like that, Mikan, this idol. She knew that her, girl. Or, yeah, yeah. Her head just twisted around like crazy, and now I just want to hide in this broom covered all day. And Luna's like, you know, I get that, but no. Well, and this is a case where I feel like maybe Luna gave her some bad advice at that point because what happens next is green ice. Green ice, she, yeah. Green ice that the, is going to suffocate her right yeah. to death. From the liquid crystalline spider goo monster yeah. wearing a ball gown. Because that's your attack is just yeah. weird green ice. Green ice. And but hey, 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 uh, hey, hey, Mike, hey, Mike, hey, Mike, hey. Maddie. Who fucking saves the day? Okay, so. Who, who would, who Sailor Moon would have been lost without my bay coming in. She would be a fucking heard statue. A discouraging word, okay? He shows up, and these roses, which are like smart bombs, mm-hmm. apparently, mm-hmm. They, they functioning precisely mm-hmm. no more or no less than, than, than needed. And in Choosing. this case, the rose is a green ice shattering mm-hmm. pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have, in all caps, who saves the day, who Sailor Moon wouldn't be lost without him. She'd be a fucking statue. Tell me he's useless now, bitch. That's, That's my bae. bae. I love you, bae. He, he's, he saves her. Mm-hmm. Her he life does. was in his hands, yeah. and he threw a rose. Mm-hmm. Come on, I feel like he should have come on stronger. What if the rose didn't work? Suffocate, green ice, dead. Well, I mean, you, but his roses, I mean, have oh, already proven to be able to pierce cement. Because he throws them into cement quite a bit. Why is so, he? Why is he so withholding then? Why doesn't he like throw three roses and, and get them a yacht and, and, and a mansion? I think, I think uh, at this point he it's at this point he's like, no, this is not a three rose. I need to conserve my roses. Rose bushes are hard to maintain to get yeah. this kind of quality, so I need to I need to hold off. This is a one rose situation. Also, maybe. Even though the show didn't exist, the the show that I'm about to reference didn't exist when Sailor Moon was coming out. Maybe it's like a Bachelor thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that. It's no, not, it's not that. But I will say that he, that she would certainly be dead. That's his choice of attacks, mm-hmm. and then he does what he always does, which is give some encouragement and leave. Yeah, he was like, he's like, I got you, Bay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can do it. I believe in you. Sarabada. Which is what he says. And then right. he leaves. He's like, deuces. Yeah. And you can't see it very well unless you have a really high definition, super high definition TV and film it, film your TV image with a super high definition camera and then rebroadcast that. It'll be twice as high definition. Then you can see, then you can see that creepy look he does not that have we've a already look. seen. That he does not have a creepy look. Statutory. No, he does not have a creepy look. 
But he does save the day. He does save the day. Yeah. But it's like... My boy. So, Rose Shatters Glass. Is that like some Japanese rock, paper, scissors? Like... He, well, <laughs> no, it's not. But did you know Japanese rock, paper, scissors? It's called Jankenpon. What does it mean? Uh, rock, paper, scissors? I'm sure it means something. I don't think it's rock, paper, scissors, but John, Ken, Bon. I can look it up for you. I can, I'm I can not going to venture guess because no matter what I say at that point, it'll sound racist. I can have the intern look it up. In- intern? Yes. Fetch okay. me some data. Of course. Give me just one moment. Beep, boop, pop. Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, 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 boop. Definition of John Ken by in English Rog, by Oxford Dictionaries. Leaf, sword. No. In Japanese context, it's basically rock, paper, scissors. Also, an interjection, chiefly in the form of John Kempon, the call is used to signal the beginning of a round. It's just like you go rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Um, origin, late 19th century, from Japanese John Ken, from John, of certain of uncertain origin, probably representing a regional uh, Nagasaki pronunciation of Ryan 2, two-finger gesture, and Ken games. And then it's a C note. <coughs> Plus Ken, fist. So Ken is like fist. John is two fingers, so scissors, rock, paper. Yeah. Basically. That's interesting. It doesn't have anything to do with the cartoon we watched. But well, you... I, I drew the analogy of Rose Shatter's Glass. Yeah. So yeah. it was uh, it. your fault for that tangent. <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. You ready? Moon, Tiara, action. Mm-hmm. It's a missile attack. It's a, it's a single missile attack. Mm-hmm. She might as well have thrown a rock. Well, she was, and she did it well with, it was actually a pretty good strategy because she did it while the Yoma was distracted. Because the Yoma was like, the fuck are you doing here, Tuxedo Mask? I'm going to come get you. And he, she runs away to figure out where he goes, but he, master of jumping, just jumps out of the way and he's just gone. Yeah. He's like, where did he jump? Where? How did he jump so effortlessly through that window? Does he jump like 17 stories high? I don't know. Where did he go? Who knows? He's so mysterious, that tuxedo mask. Is that really like all of the, th- like instantly those are the questions that are, you're left with when he, de- when he departs? No, my questions are, where are you going? Yeah. Please come back. Yeah. She threw a rock at the monster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rocks hurt though, dude. They do. Yeah, so yeah. it's effective. No, I just said it was a simple missile attack. I mean, she needs, she needs an upgrade. She definitely needs an upgrade. I mean... Level up. Go out and, and then, go out and kill some boars in, in the environment. And then, uh, you know, I feel like after the Yoma disappears, there's still a lot of hazards because the disco ball shatters and I it just rains glass everywhere. Yeah. That's just dangerous. It's raining glass. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's raining glass. Oh, God. Just threw a rock. That's all I got. And then, do you got anything after she throws a rock? Well, I do. Or oh, disco actually. ball. Disco ball explodes, and then you go. Okay, so you almost gone. So Mikan is waking up in the floor oh, yeah, of her shower. Yeah. Hey, at least the Yoma turned off the water yeah. for Mikan before she left. Like Mikan could have drowned. Yeah. And then what do you get? How do we end this episode? Bam! Tables are turned. Luna is now the master of this thing, and she says, "She says." 
act sorry, and Usagi does this the same thing she was making Luna do earlier in the episode, and then we get the, we end the episode with this cute little camera mug at the end where she's yeah. like, mm, yeah. I'm adorable. Yeah. Where it was, it was, at first it was like, I'm going to dominate you and make you feel less than by mm-hmm. insisting that you look more sorry. Mm-hmm. Be contrite. <laughs> and then it's an uncomfortable know. moment for me with the cat. <laughs> And then, you know, it ends with a cute little little camera mug, and she's just like, I'm adorable. It'll all work out. Ding. Ding, ding. Um, So we did get a message on our Facebook group. Did. We were sent a quiz. We were. Um, And I'm going to read it to you, and we're going to take it now and we're gonna get you my results, results will be different because i'll answer the questions different okay well that's that's good all right oh wait um, that's how it works right yeah. my results will be different than yours and okay yeah. all right cool so well, it's, it's called whoa slow down there buddy nobody dates my daughter without telling me which sailor moon character they are first so mike i don't have a daughter well i do have a daughter she's a cat because i'm that person so I didn't say it didn't count. We're gonna we're gonna do this quiz here. Okay. And the intro says, "Hey now, slow your roll, there, chief. I don't know what you think this is. But there's no way in hell you're dating my little angel until you tell me which Sailor Moon character you are first. Now go ahead and get comfortable, so we can start this quiz. First question. Okay, pal. You seem to have my and you seem to have an interest in my daughter. Well that's all fine and good. But when it comes to my little princess, I need to know exactly what kind of guy she's dealing with. I need to know if he's an honor as honorable as Queen Serenity herself or if he's straight up negaforce scumbag. And in order to figure it out, I've gotta break down what kind of personality you got. So let's start with you fessing up on whether you're serious and business like or more fun loving and carefree by telling me how you take your coffee. A with cream. B cream and sugar. C, black, or D, I don't drink coffee. Sir, the answer is B, cream and sugar. Very interesting start, bucko. Very, very interesting. Now, let me say this. My daughter doesn't associate with losers. Sorry, Amino. And hey, for all I know, you could be Sailor Mercury and have... The grit to juggle all of the stresses of an average 14-year-old Tokyo schoolgirl while having the guts to protect the universe from, the, from evil in your free time. On the other hand, of course, you could be Queen Barrel in the flesh, ruler of the negaverse and conduit for all the wickedness in the solar system, and that's not a risk I'm willing to take. Not with my little girl's happiness on the line. In order to know for sure, you'll have to tell me whether you're responsible and mature or as carefree as a child. And the only way I'll learn that is if you tell me which Justin Timberlake you like best. So we've got a couple pictures of J- JT. Looking right at JT here. right now. Right here. It's okay. I have to say, first of all, this is difficult. He's a, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. Um, and I'm. Don't go with ramen noodles hair. I mean, you can if you want, <laughs> but I wouldn't go with ramen noodles hair. I've, I've had so much gourmet ramen in the last week. All right, saying so I got so excited that I um, I clicked on JT's image and it went into the the drive and I can't find it. All right, there we go. All right, 
Um, I'm not really for number two, which is the blue fedora. Blue fedora, yeah. Yeah, it's not. It, may, it might even be a denim, denim cowboy hat, for all I know. I think it um, is. He's looking very uh, official as C, mm-hmm. and I, got I, I go, I'm going with D. You're going with D? The, you're going it's in sync. You're going with in sync era, in sync era, JT. I am. All right. What's wrong, kid? You nervous? What, you don't like spending quality time with your date's dad? I'm enjoying myself. Well, we're just warming up here, you goofy Paku Paku bastard. So try and relax. Now go ahead and pick one of these... just call me a bastard? I called you a Paku Paku bastard. Okay. Now go ahead and pick one of these animals so I can figure out if you're loyal enough for my daughter. And keep in mind, I'm not telling you to pick your favorite or your least favorite. I'm not telling you to pick your spirit animal either just pick one that stands out to you for whatever reason and that'll tell me plenty about whether i'm about to let my daughter date a bobo the vulture a pox or even a mr magic perot god forbid which that question is hilarious to me because i know this all is of easy the uh the answer is c orangutan orangutan all right okay kiddo no more beating around the bush. I cherish my daughter more than life itself. She's the crescent moon b- between my eyes. The monocle to my Dr. Tomoy. The brown safari hat to m- m- my Mr. Baxter. Frankly, I need to know that my little girl is spending time with a guy who's a perfect match for her. Because at the end of the day, if you're not going... If you're not the I Artemis to her me. Luna, this is just, just isn't going to work out. I don't understand what that means. Who's Artemis? It's weird. I don't know why. All right. I like how you, you are like, who's Artemis, but you're not asking who Dr. Tomoe is or Mr. Baxter or Boba the Vulture or... It almost, it almost seems like I know who Artemis is. This is so how about you look me in the eye, look me in the eye, Mike, and tell me what is your ideal Friday night? A, going to see a movie. B, poker night with friends. C, running out into the world and seeing where the night takes me. Or... Staying and watching Netflix. Since there wasn't uh, an option for sitting around and talking about myself, <laughs> um, I'd have to go with D, staying in and watching Netflix. I mean, that's fair. <clears throat> Listen, Chief, I'll give you this last chance. If you want to go ahead and leave this quiz because you can't handle the heat, you're free to turn back. My daughter has brought home more than a few guys who have completely cracked when I put the pressure on. So no skin off my ass if you want to head right on back to the homepage. Hell, might even be for the best. But if you want to finish what you started and see where you stand with my little girl, you'll have to tell me which of these iPods you like best so I can determine once and for all which Sailor Moon character you are. Now we've got the iPod I don't know which iPod this is and then there's like the well there's OG. okay the D's are those little ones that don't even have screens oh no, no these no, are the, 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 the D that's the iPod mini with the screen with the screen yeah and then the C is an iPhone yeah that's what I chose okay you chose iPhone yeah the phone alright and then the B is like original iPod and then the A is like the original always is full of flaws that they fixed in the second generation. All right, we're going to find out who the fuck you are. You are Zoisite, just as I suspected, you Negaforce-serving dirtbag. I don't even... I'm having an identity crisis because I simply don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just what I thought, you evil blood sucking. I guess it tells you kind of what the person's like. I could tell a second, the second you began to taking this quiz, that something was off about you, and now I know I was right. It should go without saying, but sometimes you negaforce douchebags can be a little thick-headed. So let me spell that out clearly. You are to stay away from my daughter, and if I find out that you're continuing to see her, you'll be eating your meals through a straw in no time. Now get lost. That's okay. Your your daughter sends me her sugar energy through the internet. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> now I will say, you don't know who's that. Well, that sounded worse than it was supposed to. Just yeah. just supposed to. Just need to clear that up. Mm. Oh. Um. Here's a fun fact. Yeah. Negaforce and Negaverse were mentioned multiple times through that episode. Uh-huh. Doesn't fucking exist. That's a Deke translation issue. They were like, oh, we need uh, this evil energy. Um, we're going to call it the Negaforce. So they literally just, just borked the name of the enemy. Yeah. Good job. You know what the name of the enemy is in this arc? Bork. The Dark Kingdom. Dark Kingdom. Is that, do they have many dark forces? Okay. Did I pass the quiz? No. Oh. You're a bad guy. But he found out, but he, he used these Sailor Moon questions to find out who I am. I mean, that sounds pretty right on. I mean, that's that's you're, you're that's way guy. better than the MMPI. <sighs> For those of you who are wondering, I took the quiz as well earlier. I also got Zoysite, so I don't know what that says about us. Crime wave. This is the beginning of a crime wave. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to be better... Masters of Disguise and Jedi. Um, yeah, so that's all I got all for right. today. Thanks. I'm gonna put the link to that quiz in our show notes, so you guys can go and take it for for funsies. See who you are. Um, I also tweeted it. Yes, it's also been tweeted. It's also on our our Twitter. Uh, yeah, I guess permission from make sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let us know. Um, we definitely would love to see who everybody is because yeah. that'd be a hoot. Yeah, get, like. Hit me up if you're Sailor Mercury. All right. I'll t- All right. So, as always, you can, speaking of Twitter, you can always tweet at us by using hashtag MooneyCast. You can also go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash MooneyCast. And you can always stream our podcast anywhere podcasts are streamable. Uh, my, little sister, my little sister listens on Spotify. Um, and here's your shout out, Chloe. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hey, thanks. Mwah, love you. And that's all we've got for this week. So we yeah. will see you all next time, you guys, where we will meet uh, the mysterious brainy girl, whoever she might be. Mm. Hmm. You know, it has me wondering, who could this be? Mm-hmm. Who could it be now? Huh. 80 sacks. Go, go. <laughs> Alrighty. See you later, everybody. Good night.